You know what time it is, people. Holy shit, this was a fucking banger. If you if you know what when this song came out, you know what time it is. Sorry, I'm too, I was I got lost in the groove. Classic. Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel for the layman's. With Sledgehammer. <laughs> I started this off like a radio show. Yeah. 69 degrees outside. Uh, traffic's pretty shitty. And uh, I just shit my pants. Damn, I ended that right at that break. Like a fucking pro. What's up, y'all? You're here. I'm here. Where the fuck have y'all been? I've been here the whole time, dude. It hasn't been my fault. It's been your fault. What the fuck you been doing? Come on now. Nah, no, psych. It's my fault. I'm sorry. I have came into contact with, um... What can we call Supplements? We'll call them supplements. And, uh... They've been dominating my week, pretty much. I've, I thought I had control. Maybe I just need to go to intervention, dude. Somebody send me an intervention. Anyways, I've been teasing this for about two weeks now. <laughs> but here's some good news for y'all. What's today? When this comes out, it's going to be Thursday. Saturday, me and the fucking Milio, the... We're getting back together, man. We're getting the band back together, man. The band's back together this Saturday. We're recording. We're going to have special guests. It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be crazy. We're going to get drunk. We're going to do a couple other things, and it's going to be a great time. We're going to be talking about some Christmas. We're going to be going through the, our best of the years, worst of the years. We're going to go through fucking Billboard's top albums of the years. It's going to be fun. We're going to shit on everything. But as for now, that's that's next week. Let's be present. Let's be in the now. <sighs> center yourself. Center yourself. Welcome to the history of me. Who am I? <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Basically. But I figured, hey man, we started this fucking podcast. Nobody knows who the fuck we are. We're not some famous dickhead from LA who started a podcast for no fucking reason or a famous movie actor or a famous TV show actor or fucking someone who's been famous their whole life and decided to fucking start a fucking podcast that as soon as they put out their first episode they're already in the fucking top podcast of the fucking year am I a little bitter? maybe bittersweet maybe I should play that song but hey we came out with this new fucking podcast Here's a little thing for y'all. Did you know we were going to call this podcast, it was going to be called What's the Fucking Word? Or, you know, What's the Word? What's the Word Podcast? 
Because that's what we say whenever we see each other. Like, yo, what's up? What's the word? Somebody else had that name, so I didn't take it. So I said, hey, Music Memory Cast. Nobody has that. Guess what? I fucking made the fucking all this shit. And then I go and I look. Look. That sounded stupid. And there's a Music Memory Podcast. That's why ours is called Music Memory Cast. Because there's already a Music Memory Podcast. Anyways, I figured, hey man, let's give some background. Maybe further down the line we'll do one for Milio. But for now, this is me. L to the O to the motherfucking S, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I want to freestyle up in this motherfucker shit. No, I'm joking, I won't. Um, if you couldn't tell, this song, Sledgehammer, song came out in 1986. You know what else came out in 1986? <laughs> Your motherfucking boy. Yeah, I came out in 1986. Did I say 96 or 86? Damn. Maybe I shouldn't have had one of those uh, supplements before I started this. 1986. I came out in 1986, guys. And uh, there was a lot of hits in 1986, but um, nothing better than Peter Gabriel. Come on now. Peter Gabriel's a fucking G. So I figured, hey, let's open it up with Sledgehammer. And let's get into it. So the way I'm going to get into this, dude, this is going to be a long podcast, bro. I'm not going to, we're not breaking this up. We're going Joe Rogan. We're going, um, who else does long podcasts? Man, that's kind of sad, right? You think of fucking long podcasts, the first thing, and the only thing that comes up is Joe Rogan. Uh, shit, I don't know. Maybe we should just start fucking up Joe Rogan's numbers. You hear that, Joe? <laughs> you know, he's, he, I was just on the phone with him earlier, and he begging me to go on his podcast. I said, motherfucker, you need to bring your ass up to Round Rock. Come this fucking two bed one bath house sit in this little room with me that smells like piss because there's a fucking diaper around here somewhere i don't know where the fuck it is but i'm pretty sure it's a full piss diaper hidden somewhere in this fucking room and fucking chat dude <laughs> you think just because you're fucking 5'2 260 you can do whatever you want i know plenty of 5'2 260 chicks you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh man anyways so what i'm gonna do is there's over 50 songs i have chosen here if i would have did this sooner like on monday i could have broken it up throughout the week but i didn't so this is all coming out at once like i said we're not hitting joe rogan levels we're hitting we're hitting fucking mmc levels now when you hear a long podcast, you're going to be like, damn, it's fucking MMC level right there, motherfucker. So, let's start, dude. Oh, and, and I wanted to talk about this, too. I had this fucking idea earlier today when I was driving. Because I was, like, blasting Radio Rat. I forgot what song was playing. Maybe, like, Pony by Genuine or something. I was playing it super loud, right? And I wasn't paying attention, and all of a sudden, the fucking commercial came on, and it was fucking blasted and I was like oh shit and I turned it down and I thought holy damn that'd be hilarious if like nobody really bumps commercials you know what I'm saying you know you see you hear people going down the street or you see people driving with their music blasting with the fucking the fucking speakers going crazy what if people blast the commercials like that instead of music you fucking pull up to somebody at a, you're at a red light and somebody pulls up fucking blasting the newest fucking Fred Loya commercial 
And like, damn, but have you heard that new Elder Mitsubishi commercial? She said, no, nah, but that new General just came out, motherfucker bangs. Imagine fucking the dumbass from Elder Mitsubishi, Bishi, doing that tired ass fucking George Bush impersonation back when fucking 9-11 first happened, still doing it. Just blasting on some 12s, on two 12s. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Not everything has to be funny to you, dude. It's funny to me. Shit is about me. It's history of me, dude. Did I say who I was yet? If you don't know who I am, you better figure that shit out because I ain't going to tell you. I don't like saying my name. Is that weird? I feel like I say my name retarded. Whenever I say my name, I'm like, it sounds stupid. I, I, I feel like I say my name weird. Should I try? Mm. I'll just spell it. And we'll just use the last three letters. L-O-S. It's your motherfucking boy. So I'm just going to hit shuffle. I got all these songs on a playlist. There's more I could have added, but I just got tired of fucking going through my entire fucking song shit. So whatever ends up, I'll pull something up new that's not on the list just out of my ass if it comes to mind, you know. So I'm going to hit shuffle. I was going to start chronicologically, but... I'm just going to uh, hit, sh- hit, you know, like songs that the first song I remember hearing all the way down to now. But I figured it'd be funny if I just hit shuffle, whatever song comes up, boom. Okay, this is why I, why I picked this song. Basically, it's not songs that I like. A lot of these are songs that I like, but also there's songs in here that just, you hear a certain song and it instantly takes you to a place. You don't have to, you didn't have to like the song, but the song was probably fucking everywhere. Shout out to everybody out there. Welcome. Here we go. We're starting off now. First song. Damn. Now, when this dude first came out, let's see what year this was. 96. I was 10 years old. Okay. You got to remember that. I was 10 years old. Nobody had seen a dude like this before. This was the first time you saw like a dude that was, you know, coming out in fucking tidy whities with fucking pantyhose and and makeup all over his face and fucking white eyes and you know his the fucking album cover was crazy when you looked at it. And he had like there was like hoses connected to dude's dicks going to his fucking mouth. And you're like, what the shit is this? It was creepy, dude. And you know, you're ten years old, you're you you're susceptible, susceptible to 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 weird, creepy shit. And you know, this song was hot back in the day. I was ten, so let me think. Where was I? Ten. That would have been 1996. How old? What grade are you in? Ten. Shit. I'm I'm bad at this. Um, damn, I'm dumb. Six, six or seventh grade? Is that when you're ten? Damn, I'm lost. No, but you're seven when you're second grade. So yeah, I was about fifth, sixth grade. I say sixth grade. Sixth grade is when it really, when it really popped. When I was a, uh, yeah, sixth grade, because I was, I was going to Matthews. And I had a buddy named BJ. Shout out BJ, man. Miss you, dog. He was big into Marilyn Manson. He had all the CDs, and I remember we used to listen to him in his fuck at his house. 
He lived over off of uh, East 7th Street, right up 35 and East 7th, right behind the uh, shell that's right there. That's basically home, homeless Bumville Central. He literally, he lived in the house right behind there. You know, there's an alley going up behind fucking shell and all that right there. There's an alley going straight up off of uh, East 7th Street. And we used to get a tent and we would fucking go in his, his, he didn't have a fucking fence. You know what I mean? His backyard was a little patch of grass and then the alley right there. But this was before it was bum filled. There was, of course, there was bums, but it wasn't fucking... We, we weren't... If we would have did that now, we would have got murdered back then. But we would set up a tent back there, fucking get the long-ass extension cord, put a fan in there, hook up the PlayStation 2, TV, CD player, and we would be out there listening to fucking Marilyn Manson playing playstation 2 dude that's what we did and every now and then you would hear a bum fucking fucking scrounging around and we would turn everything down just wait for him to leave and then turn it back up simple as that nowadays like i said we probably we probably would have gotten murdered or we would have killed the bum either one those were fun days dude that was a fun area to live in back then right there up east 7th street we used to fucking throw rocks at cars passing by because i mean his house was right there on East 7th Street, and it wasn't a big house, so you can stand in the backyard and throw rocks over his house right onto East 7th Street. Fucking traffic, fucking 5 p.m. traffic. Just throw rocks over his house on the cars. Great fucking times. Great memories. Great. Next song. It's just going, guys. Okay, I know what this is. Again, with the creepy... Those early 90s, that's when the creep was hard. Yeah, this one over the shit. Fucking tool, dude. Fucking tool, bro. Like, fucking, I fucking took three hits of some crit killer fucking liquid acid, bro. And I fucking went down and I fucking, I was tripping, bro. And then the next thing I know, dude, I was like in fucking lateralis, dude. And then fucking, I got sober. And then fucking 10,000 years later, bro, it's like, I'm here, dude. Those were all Tool songs, by the way. I just freestyled that off the top of my head. Have some appreciation. Yeah, this, uh, the first Tool album, what year was this? How old was I? Damn. 93. I was seven. See, luckily I had older I had an older brother. Shout out Medio, the other half of this podcast. He had all this shit. You know what I mean? So luckily I was I was exposed to this at an early age. So, you know, when I hit middle school and people were just discovering tool, it's like, dude, I've been listening to tool since before I knew how to wipe my ass you know what I mean but it was good I always remember I remember hearing this and seeing the uh, album cover and I think just thinking it was creepy something about creepy back in the day dude bands love being creepy now creepy you can't get away with being creepy anymore dude think about that what fucking rock band is out there right now that is creepy? That that legitimate gives you the heebie-jeebies. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I can think of a lot of bands that try to try to be creepy, but just 
just doesn't work. I think maybe social media and just everyone being so fucking cynical these days, it's like, it's not, doesn't do anything. Trying to be weird and creepy, it's just corny now. If you can think of a band that gives you the heebie-jeebies, let me know. Should I just let... Nah, there's fucking over 50 songs I was about to say. Should I let these play? Uh, yeah. Tool is the shit, man. They're still the shit. I mean, there's moments on their newer shit that's cool, but they're just getting way into just... I don't know. I can't... I listen to... I I mean, every time they come out with something new, I listen to the full thing. The past couple ones... I don't know. There's like maybe one or two good songs, and it's like... Alright, I guess I waited 10 years for that, you know what I mean? But, I mean, you can't ask a band to recreate that first album. You know, that first album, that's when they're fucking hungry. That's when they... All their best shit is always on the first album, because that's what they've been saving up. They got all this shit, and they're gonna cut it down and put the best shit on that first album. They're hungry, they got the energy, they're excited. That A band's first album is always gonna be amazing. If, I mean, if it's a great band, then you know what I'm saying? Let's see. Next song. Oh, shit. Now we're in high school, y'all. I saw a homeless dude wearing an Echo shirt the other day, dude. Who remembers Echo? What a fall from grace, dude. Unless that homeless dude was just swagging out, listening to N.E.R.D., I think I got this CD from, who had this CD? Maybe my sister? Or I just bought it? I don't remember. Just good sound, dude. That's good production. This part always made me laugh. And I would be like, yeah, dude, I'm the shit. And then I'd try to cover up a giant pimple in the middle of my fucking eyes with a hat. They'd be like, why is your hat pulled down so so far? Don't worry about it, dude. Why are you paying attention to me? Watch the fucking science teacher. Jesus Christ. Let me wear my hat how I want to wear my hat. Damn, remember getting pimples? Now I get a pimple. I don't give a fuck. But back then, it was like, fuck, I got a fucking pimple, dude. That's when you had the clear cell fucking pads and all that shit. Oh, that shit used to burn. You used to, like, scrape skin off your fucking face with that shit. Can't believe it. But luckily, you know, I didn't really have bad acne back in the day. I would get, like, when I would get a pimple, though, it'd be, like, in the worst fucking area. And it'd be fucking huge. You know what I mean? I was gonna say something in the middle of talking, and then I forgot. Oh, about, like, getting pimples now, dude? I'm so glad I had a kid and got married because now I really don't give a shit about anything. <laughs> I mean, once you have a kid, dude, and you're married, I mean, of course you still want to impress your chick, right? But as far as everyone else, who gives a shit? It's literally, I could, I'm basically just waiting to die. I'm just working, making sure my kid is good up until I can die. I don't got to worry about buying cool clothes or... I don't got to worry about anything, dude. My... Nothing. All my clothes I wear are from fucking what I get from Christmas from my mommy. She gets me a pair of jeans, a couple shirts every Christmas. I wear those for the whole year. 
until I get new clothes for my mommy. I don't go clothes shopping, dude. What am I gonna go shop for clothes for? For what? That's a waste of money, dude. I could buy me a fucking something else cool. <laughs> I can't think of anything because I don't buy anything, dude. I fucking buy junk food and dumb shit I don't need. I don't buy clothes, bro. But hey, if you want to buy clothes, go ahead. Maybe I'll spend money on a cool band shirt. There you go. I'll spend money like on a badass band shirt and maybe like a nice hat, like a cool hat. But that's about it. As far as like trying to dress nice, I kind of gave up on that. Unless I'm going like on a date night with my chick, I'll just like break out the fucking clothes that I bought for a funeral. And then that's it. Okay, next song. This was high school. NERD was the shit back in high school, dude. Next song. Oh my god. Am I gonna have to wrap this out for y'all right now? I don't know, dude. I'm probably not. Think about back in the day when you was at a little on the ground, gotta get under. Took 10 years, just stuck in my turning on the cliff 99. See, this is one of those rap groups where. Anytime their song plays, dude, I just end up, I just end up, if fucking, I get the spirit of fucking St. Clair, East, East, East 1999, and I just want to start rapping to it, because I know, I know it, and it fucking flows good, you know what I'm saying? So maybe I can freestyle for y'all here, you know what I'm saying? Just ever just and be cool, see what I'm saying? It just comes out, dude. Smoking on bud. Uh, see, I'm, 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 I can't say the N-word, dude. I'm dying to. <laughs> Up in the sea town. I shouldn't even play this song because now you just gonna now you just got me in my motherfucking zone, you know what I'm saying? Shit. That's how I feel right now, dog. You talk shit, you better tell the truth. Basically. These guys here's men. See now I'm just in here fucking Pointing finger guns at my fucking wall and shit. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. Dale. So you're gonna have me doing ad libs in here? I'm too busy jamming. Y'all better enjoy this shit too. Just jam with me, shit. Fuck it. Here we go. Bodies and bodies and bodies. And I guess that never learn. Gotta dip both in once and shine. But I'm on a mission for my city. Oh, so. Telling you. So, this album right here, dude. Shout out to Alex, dude. My cousin. My primo, Alejandro, man, get your ass on this motherfucking podcast, dog. I need you on here. Me and this dude have so many fucking stories, dude, but I can't tell him without him. He needs to be here. We used to jam this fucking album 24-7, on repeat, front to back. We knew every fucking song. We used to jam the shit out of this dude. We knew the fucking, we knew, we know everything about this album, front to back, all the lyrics, everything. You know what I mean? There's a song on here I should have put on instead called fucking 
Buddha lovers. We wanted to be stoners because of this song. We heard the song. We're like, damn, they're so, they're so fucking cool, dude. They just fucking smoke weed and shoot people, dude. That's so fucking awesome. And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to, you know, we just wanted to be cool. And, you know, I lived up to it for a nice big stretch of my life as the stoner part, not the other part. That's a little too, you know, I kind of figured that wasn't cool. You get a certain age, you're like, yeah, maybe that's not cool. But, you know, the other part was awesome. I'm not going to play the other one because then I'll get caught up rapping that too. You know what I'm saying? Pulling them bodies all over them graves. Let me skip this before I keep going. Wait. See, I fucked up. I thought I, I, I forgot that I already had a Tool song on here. See, I've been doing this for like two weeks now, and I thought I had a Tool song, but I guess I already did. So we'll skip this one. This was the last great Tool album. I'm just going to say it. I'm not trying to be a music dickhead. I'm just saying this This was the last good Tool album, dude. You can't say it's not. Skip it. Oh shit. This takes me back to when I was a little bastard. See, this came out when I was born, right? But it reminds me of being a little kid. I don't even know how old. Maybe seven. Maybe seven or eight. Milio and his little flunkies. They'd be in the garage breakdancing, his little breakdance crew. He had a breakdance crew, dude. Those those were real back then. Those were like actual things. They actually, uh, like, happened. And Emilio was in a crew, and they used to come to our house, and they would practice in the garage, dude. And they would breakdance to this song. And, of course, my little dumbass would run in there and ruin the whole thing and try to breakdance and do head spins and fucking land in the cat litter and almost break my neck trying to do different shit and I remember you know slamming my fucking body into the concrete in the garage but dude I was seven or eight I didn't feel anything you know yeah my head was like fucking sledgehammers hitting my brain and I saw stars and I smelled toast but I I mean doesn't every seven year old when they slam their head on the wall shout out to Miller dude he used to let me go in there and fucking hang with him that's that's cool not a lot of brothers do that, you know what I'm saying? Especially with the, you got a little, if you're fucking 13, 14, and your little ADHD seven-year-old brother comes in and fucking interrupts your fucking crew, in front of the crew, dude? Shout out to Emilio. Next song. Oh man, this is, like I said, now that you got a kid, I don't gotta worry about shit, bruh. This is how I feel now, people. Everybody, sit back, dude. Take your balls out, just rest, relax. Anybody got a goddamn cigarette? I need a cigarette right now, another cold bear. This is just rolling down, you just cruising in the back roads with the windows rolled down. Chilling, dude. how I feel right now in my mid-30s, dude. Fucking peaceful, easy feeling. Chilling, dude. 
I've played this song so much lately that on Sunday mornings, Sunday, because you know I'm only off on Sundays. So on Sunday mornings, when I, whenever I wake up on Sundays, I like to put music on first thing. Wake up, hit the Bluetooth, music's getting turned on. If my girl wakes up before me, she already knows, dude. And guess what song she puts on? That's love right there, dude. She knows what song I want to hear on Sunday morning. Goddamn, I wish I might. This is one of them songs where I wish I had a voice like this. And, you know, maybe I should have started smoking Marlboro Red Cowboy Killers when I was about eight or nine, and then I would have a voice like this. A voice for the radio. Some would say this is a perfect voice for the radio. You want to hear more voices like this, then let me know down in the comments and I'll do an entire podcast with this um, voice. And then um, we'll, maybe we'll listen to some country, maybe we'll listen to some um, other chillin', yeah. Damn, that hurts. I can't do that that much longer. Uh, yeah, dude, this song, I've been, this, this is my 30s, my 30s decade song. It's how I feel, dude. I'm super peaceful and I'm easy going right now, dude. Nothing can really... Stop me from chilling, dude. I'm in pure chill mode, dude. You want to break my chill mode, dude? I dare you to break my chill mode. You see, I can't even talk, dude. I, may, I might be having a migraine right now, dude. You don't even know. But I have a peaceful, easy feeling still, dude. Don't fucking ruin it, dude. Next song. Oh, damn. Okay. So this reminds me. This is Testament. And this song and point in my life, this is when I first started hanging out, actually hanging out with Emilio. You see, me and Emilio, we're estranged. We were estranged. Emilio's seven years older than me. Christelle is seven years older than Emilio, which means she's, do the math, people. Seven plus seven, what's that? Ten? Eleven? I don't know. I'm joking, by the way. Fourteen, okay? I'm not that stupid, dude. So, you know, and they were kind of, they were raised differently than me, okay? Parents, they, they always, they always raised the younger, the youngest. They did do their best job on the youngest kid because they done already, they, they lived and learned with the other ones. So the youngest one always gets the best, gets the best. So, you know, they didn't send me to the same school as they sent them. They didn't give me all the fucking freedom that they gave them. So, you know, I didn't really get to hang out with Milo that much. And Milo didn't really... I don't know. He was off doing his own thing. He wasn't worried about hanging out with me. <laughs> and <it> kind of... <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, so I didn't really start hanging out with him until... Like, after high school. After high school is when I really started, you know, hanging around Milio, you know, going out, going to where he lives, staying, you know, staying up with him, staying with him for the nights, you know, going out with him for the day, you know, chilling with him. That's when I realized how crazy this motherfucker is. You know what I mean? That's when I was like, oh shit, this dude's wild. Now this was what, you thought Milio was wild now? Dude, you're getting 25, 20, not even, you're getting 15% of Milio. The boy was wild. W-Y-L-D. You know what I mean? 
So, and he used to jam the fuck out of this song when he used to live on the south side. When I This is when I first started hanging out with him and his friends. So I was like 18. Yeah, I was 18. Hanging out over there. Random ass people in and out of the fucking, in and out of his apartment who could have been on meth, could have been a homeless dude, could have been a fucking prostitute, could have been, didn't matter. This fool had an open door policy. And guess what? This motherfucker wasn't even home half the time. I would, he, I would go hang out with him and then he would leave and mother, I'd just be there with the fucking random people going in and out. Maybe he did it on purpose. Maybe he was like, I'm going to leave and fucking see how he does. Who knows? But that's what this is what this reminds you of. Imagine living in a shitty one bedroom, one bath. Well, actually his apartment was pretty big. It was a two bedroom, two bath. But imagine being in an apartment and having... Emilio at the age of 23 living above you the fuck happened to my music dude now I'm getting pissed see that's why I don't like YouTube music it fucks with you like this just cut off for no reason who's fucking with me y'all don't want me to do this solo cast somebody's listening to this shit right now anyways imagine having that imagine having this song Cranked loud as fuck at fucking three, two, two, three, four in the morning with like 15 people above you. That had to have sucked, dude. Anyways, next song. Oh, yeah. This came out, I was 11. So this. Deftones, man, this is when I first started playing drums. De- I think Deftones is really what got me wanting to play drums because their drummer is just fucking nasty. When I first heard that when I was little, I wanted to play that. Dude, I would be like, I was like 10 years old, 10, 11 years old, like air drumming that shit. Like, I would always fucking air drum that part until I got drums, and then I was hitting that shit like a pro. So this reminds me of that. This reminds me when I first started playing drums, because Deftones, that's what got me into playing drums, dude. Shout out Abe Cunningham. Cuntingham. Motherfucker got me into playing drums, dude, and I used to jam this. And it also reminds me of um, the summer before high school. The summer before high school, I went to a... uh, outreach program that was supposed to like prepare you for high school and college and shit it was called university outreach and my mom made me fill out this application for it it came in the mail and it was like this program where you go and you take classes you take summer classes over at ut you hang out at ut pretty much all day and you go and you visit campuses and shit and it's a bunch of other kids from austin it's just a summer program you go to so you had to fill out this fucking essay and I filled it out and to see if you can get in and I got in and uh, I would fucking jam Deftones all day there. That's how I met people. I would be I'd be sitting there with my headphones on blasting Deftones like lip syncing to it and it, playing the air drums trying to like look stupid and it worked. I got friends off of playing air drums to Deftones in class and I had fucking um, what did I have? super fucking baggy shorts like almost down to the ankle (laughs) like just damn 
it was crazy, dude. And uh, yeah, I remember all the kids, you know, the other kids would be like, what are you listening to? And then I, you know, all the, my friends back then, you know, shout out Josh, shout out, uh, um, who else was there? Mark, a bunch of kids were there, dude. And um, yeah, I'd be jamming Deftones, showing them the Deftones, showing them Deftones, you know, because I think they were listening like 3-6 Mafia shit. They were listening like Slob on My Knob and all this shit. I was listening to Deftones, I was listening to Pantera, I was listening to um, pretty much Deftones, dude. Deftones was huge the year before high school for me. And uh, that's how pretty much I got into like the group of friends over there. I remember we used to be all around UT, dude. It was bad. Now, now that I look back at it, on it, I'm glad my mom made me feel that shit out because that was one of the fucking best summers right there. It was right before high school. Bunch of kids all from all the high schools in Austin all in this program it was maybe like 15 of us we go visit fucking a&m we go visit texas tech we went we visited all these colleges spent the night there at the dorms fucking running around the dorms at night sneaking out just fucking being dickheads buying condoms at the vending machines and just to just to buy them you know what i'm saying like just dumb shit like that like those are the fuck i miss those kind of fucking days it's fucking awesome dude shout out to all those dudes man Let's get to the next song. Yeah. <laughs> dude. All right now. This dude don't get enough res- fucking respect, dude. Yeah. After the ultimate world blast. Yeah. This beat. Listen to this fucking beat, dude. This beat is. Bust the rhymes, dude. Fucking bust a bus, dude. Flip mode. I bought this album. How old was I when I bought this? I bought this when it first came out. This was 98. I was 12. I was 12, dude. I bought this. Well, my mom bought this for me. Because I, I actually liked the Buster Rhymes back then, dude. His Buster Rhymes was the shit in the in the mid nineties. He was he was like the top of the top, and uh, he kind of got forgot about, dude. I think Timbaland fucked his shit up. Now he's like, now he's known for like his fucking what his verse that he did on fucking Chris Brown CD or Chris Brown song. Fucking listen to the first few fucking Buster Rhymes albums. These are sick, but I bought this because I liked Buster Rhymes. What was the big song on this album? I think it was, um, oh shit. Let's see. Give me some more. Give me some more was the, was the single. That's a sick beat too. That's better than any beat that's on the radio right now. So yeah, that song was hot and I bought the album. I bought this album being like, oh man, fucking Christelle. Because Christelle was big, big fucking Buster Rhymes head. Like she, she, she still does. She loves Buster Rhymes. She was all about it. And I remember I bought this album and I was like, or was this her album? Was this her CD? And I just took it from her. That's a good question. No, I bought this. I bought this. I remember buying this. I bought this and I was like, Christelle's gonna think I'm so fucking cool because I bought this album. And then... You know, back in those days, too, I never saw Christelle. I just started hanging out with Christelle, too, dude. We were, I'm estranged with my brother and sister, dude. We're just starting to hang out now. 
uh, yeah, I bought this thinking like, oh, Christelle's gonna think this is cool, and then I just never saw her. She, like I said, she was 14 years older than me. She was already out. So by the time I did see her, this album was fucking old already. So I was like, yeah, I did have that CD. It was, it was cool, I guess. <laughs> so it reminds me of that, dude. Yeah, I had the fucking Buster Rhymes CD when I was 12. Shout out Buster Rhymes. Come on the cast, dude. Next song. Oh, damn, I'm on the fucking Buster Rhymes album. Shit. Let's go. Oh, shit. Now you got me on my sixth grade shit. Now you don't. Got me on my sixth grade shit. Come on. You couldn't beat Rage Against the Machine when they first came out. They were it. They were it, dude. And like I said before, luckily I had an older brother who had this shit when it first came out. So I went into, what year was this? You stupid piece of shit phone, hurry the fuck up. 92? I was probably seven when I first heard this. And I remember going crazy. Even my, my dad loved this shit when it first came out. My dad would jam this shit loud as fuck. So I remember I used to jam the fuck out of this, right? And then when I went to uh, sixth grade, sixth grade is really when I started. I would say sixth grade is when I really started hitting, like, getting into my own music. Like, yeah, I listen to music. I got my headphones on all the time. I'm always, I'm listening to music. I would say it was sixth grade. So, dang, I got to figure out how old I was. So, this is how I always do things because I'm fucking retarded. In second grade, you're seven. Okay, so third grade eight, fourth grade nine, fifth grade ten. So sixth grade, I was 10 or 11, around there. And I was supposed to go to Pierce, but like I said before, my mom and dad, they saw what happened to my brother and sister at Pierce. They said, man, take your bitch ass to the east side, little motherfucker. So I went to Matthews. And uh, Matthews was like, they took me to all these, if it was a blue ribbon school, they tried to get me in it. So we went there, went to Matthews. And uh, I think for like, whenever we had like a break during class, the teacher would let us put our music on, whatever we wanted, as long as it didn't have cuss words. And I remember I was like, fuck yeah, dude. And I was new at the school. Everybody else already knew each other. I was the new kid coming in. And, uh, I made friends really quick there because I was just constantly quoting Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. That's all I did. As soon as I showed up right away, I was like, you're going to die, clown. I was doing shit like that. And it was a fucking hit, dude. It was a fucking hoot. They fucking ate that shit up. And, uh, <laughs> true story. And, uh, anyways, when we would, uh, when it was music time, I was like, fuck yeah. So I knew we couldn't have cuss words. So we had a, um, this back when you had fucking systems. So me and Emilio, we had a CD player and it had, a, it was a CD player, like a five disc CD player, tape player and a radio. And you could record um, from the CD, you could record it to a tape. So I would put the CD, I would put the CD on and I would hit record on the tape because the 
the um, school, it only had a tape player. So I would get the tape and I would hit record. And as soon as there was a cuss song, I would stop it and then hit record again to skip over the cuss song. And I was like, fuck yeah, I can. I was doing my own little radio edits and I took it into school and I put it on and I was, they fucking cut it off right when I got to the fucking first course. I was like, what the hell? He's just saying bullet in your head. I can't listen to bullet in your head in sixth grade in school, dude. You got this little, I was about to say a bad word. You got this fucking kid playing Chumbawamba. He can play piss in the night away. I can't play bullet in your head. What kind of bullshit is that? This little dumbass kid loved Chumbawamba, dude. This fool, every fucking time it was his turn to play music, he played Chumbawamba. And he got to play Piss in the Night Away, dude. But I can't listen to this. What's wrong with that? Let a 10-year-old let a get his anger out, dude. Anyways, Rage is 6th grade, dude. I hope y'all are enjoying the history of me. Next song. Oh shit. People forgot about this song, I guarantee you. This was, I want to say freshman year, maybe sophomore year. Project Pat was a fucking shit back then, dog. This is back when you had all kinds of names for chicks back then, dude. Fucking chicken heads, boppers, fucking uh, skeezers. That's when you can call them whatever you want it. Now you gotta call them fucking she, her, bitch, hoe. Back to man, how about make your fucking pronouns chicken head? That's your pronoun, bitch. Yo, chicken head, skeezer ass, bopping ass hoe. <laughs> See, Project Pat was a shit back then, dude. I know he's hot now on fucking TikTok and shit, but man, let, I'm talking about freshman year Project Pat, dog. Cruising in my dog's fucking Dodge Neon, fucking stole from his dad's girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, dude. This sophomore year of high school is when I started hanging out with the. That's when I started getting into to to the to the to the crowd that didn't go to school, that smoked weed, that fucking drank during class, got into fights, picking fights. That was around sophomore year. Shout out R.I.P. Chris. Shout out Josh. Shout out to the other Chris. Holla at your motherfucking boys. Oh yeah. So you know I had to pick Frank Zappa for the history of me, dude. Frank Zappa's my motherfucking guy. He's my fucking spirit animal. It's Frank Zappa, dude. This was the first song I ever heard from Frank Zappa. She had that Camarillo Brillo. Shout out to my dad. What up, Pop? What's the motherfucking deal, dog? So I remember I found this album. I didn't find this. My dad was playing this one day. Surprisingly, I mean, he never played Frank Zappa. It was rare he pulled out Frank Zappa. And I remember he was jamming this one one, one night. 
and I walked in to the living room and I saw the album laying there on the floor because you know he would he would fucking lay on the floor right in front he still does or now he's in the he has all this shit set up in the garage or he sits in front of the speakers in the garage but when it was in the house he would lay on the floor in front of the speakers blasting the shit and I remember I walked by and I saw the album cover the album cover's crazy looking it has all this it's a cool it's a cool piece and I was like whoa what's that and then he's like Frank Zappa sit down listen to it check it out listen to the song with me and he rewinded it sat there listened to it it's I was like I don't know what it is about it dude it fucking hooked me maybe the story he's telling and it was it, it opened my mind dude big time and I just love it in a room well I was born to have adventure I was like damn this dude's kind of weird and my dad was like good weird you should check him out more I was like oh I will and I'm glad I did dude and you know what I think he wanted me to check out Frank Zappa I think he secretly or subliminally he wanted me to, he wanted me to look into Frank Zappa cause when I was little they used to call me everybody they used to call me Booger Bear right and I always be like hey that's I would always, you know, when I got older, I was like, that's pretty cool they came up with that Booger Bear. It's, it's a, it, it, it sounds good. It's like Booger Bear. That's a good nickname for a kid. And I was getting into Frank Zappa, right? And I was listening to all this shit. And I think it's on this. No, it's probably on a different album. It's on a different album. There's, at the end of the song, they're saying, they, they start talking about Booger Bear. Like, does a Booger Bear, does a Booger Bear come God damn, I can't talk, y'all. This shit's starting to hit me deep breath at the end of the song he says they, they're talking about booger bear booger bear comes up in the frank zappa song towards the end of like a fucking 12 minute song like after this fucking crazy like synth solo they start going off on does a booger bear do something something does a booger bear do something something and i'm like holy shit that's where they fucking got booger bear from some fucking 12 minute end of the album frank zappa song that's crazy dude I think they want. He wanted me to find Frank Zappa and listen to that shit. He knew that I would dig into it. Man, shout out to Dad, dude. Next song. Oh, this is straight 2004, 2005, right here for me. This is when that fucking new wave of American heavy metal first came out. Cause you know there was the 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 new wave of British. British heavy metal back in the 80s and then in the early 2000s that's when they fucking coined it was the new wave of American heavy metal fucking Lamb of God Kill Switch Engage God Forbid Shadows Fall um who else uh but uh, all bands like that but for me Shadows Fall they were on the heavier side and during that time I was into the heavier shit and they brought it dude they brought back the guitar solos fucking riffs I remember I was at my grandma's house over in Del Valley I was hanging out with my Uncle Rich shout out Uncle Richard we gotta go over there we gotta get him on this motherfucking shit and talk about Kiss get the uncles in there talk about all that shit 
there's some songs on here that remind that 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 are gonna bring that up too because that's a big part of my motherfucking life anyways i was over there hanging out with my uncle richard Emilio pulls up right Emilio drives in he's like carlos get in you gotta hear this got in turned it up Yeah, I remember this was like 2003, 2004. There wasn't anything like this at the time. And I remember being like, holy shit, who is this? Because, I mean, at that time we were just listening to old Pantera shit because that was where we could get shit like this. You know what I'm saying? Bringing back solos. I was like, fuck, nobody does solos anymore, dude. Who the fuck are these guys? Bringing solos back? That's when I first, that's when I, we first discovered Shadows Fall. Fucking pulled up in my grandma's driveway, got in, blasted it, and we sat there and listened to almost the whole album in my grandma's driveway. Just like, whoa, this is insane. And that th- this band always reminds me of that. Whenever I hear Shadows Fall, I think of sitting in my grandma's driveway with me, Leo blasting the shit in the Mustang. Next song. Oh shit. This is my other, this is my shadow spirit animal. This might be too weird for some of y'all. That's why I like it. See, to me, that sounds beautiful. That, that This fucking makes my brain start ticking, dude. And I know to most people, y'all just hear this. But this wakes me up, dude. The Mars Volta. When I heard this song, I was like, holy shit, like, what's happening? I think I was, like, super stoned when I heard this, too. That had a lot to do with it. But, you know, I enjoy it when I'm not stoned either, guys. But, yeah, when I first heard this, I used to listen. I used to blast the Mars Volta in my car when I was just cruising for no fucking reason, just driving. And I would blast their shit as loud as I could. And... They're one of those bands, man, where it's like a 12-minute song. You got to listen to the whole thing. The best part's always... You just got to listen to it and be like, holy shit, if I didn't fucking hold on there for dear life, I would have missed this part. You know what I mean? One of those kind of bands. The Mars Volta is definitely a love them or hate them. You either love the Mars Volta or you're just fucking... What the fuck, nigga? Ew! I mean, for, for real. Me, fucking love them, dude. I don't know why. I just they. I don't know. It gets me, dude. This, like I said, this makes my brain tick. It, it, it intrigues me. It gets. It, it excites me. It, it it inspires me. This song inspired. Like this band inspires the shit out of me. Like it makes me want to be creative. It sparks that little fucking creative thing in my head that fucking makes me want to be creative. Next song. Ooh. 
think we said this on one of the other casts. Underrated band. This is around when I first started playing drums too. When I when I was wanting to play drums, just those grooves of these bands back then made me want to fucking pick up some sticks and start hitting shit. This reminds me of this is when I first started getting into my own shit too, bro. Fifth or sixth grade. Around fifth or sixth grade, this is when I was really just going through Milio CDs, going through my dad's CDs, and just finding shit that looked cool, and just and listening to everything and taking everything in on my own, listening to music by myself. It had to have been sixth grade, so I would say ten, around ten is when I started really getting into music. I was always into music, you know what I mean. But ten is when I started digging for it on my own. About ten years old. 1995, 1996 is when I started really going for it. And this band was huge for me. Imagine a little fucking husky, little rat-haired fucking five-foot little Mexican kid with Jinkos. I had those Jinkos, dude, with the big fucking neon green stripe going down the side of it, dude. I had those, dude. I had the fucking... The fucking uh, necklace made out of fucking sterling balls. Like the fucking little tiny little sterling silver balls. Fucking yellow shades. I was a little fucking... I'm not even going to say that word. <laughs> but I was jamming this dude. That was a look back then, dude. Go back go back at those old magazines. Those old Hit Parader magazines, dude. That was the fucking look. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, this is big for me back when I was 10. This, uh, the first White Zombie album. Big influence on me, dude. Come on, man, it's groovy as fuck. Next one. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Andale. Bienvenidos. Um, shout out to all my cousins. Shout out to all my tíos, all my tías, all my primos. This is straight Quintanera days. Quintanera days. Man, who's ever in a Quintanera? Is nobody in Quintaneras anymore, dude? That makes me sad. Quintanera's. That's what you lived for back in the day, dude. And this was the fucking anthem. When this shit used to play back in the day, dude. I mean, we used to hate Spanish music. When this, whenever they be Spanish music, we like fucking Spanish music. But when this song played, everybody jammed this shit, dude. Charanga, dude. Check this shit out. Come on, tell me you don't feel this. Maybe you're not feeling it. You're about to feel it hard. I've heard your I felt your little booty moving in your chair when you just heard that shit 
Come on, tell me that's not nasty, dude. I remember we do me and my cousin Alex and fucking Bethel. We always used to we used to fucking sit there, right? Every time that fucking part played on, we would start fucking dancing all retarded in our chairs, trying to look funny. And the, every time I hear this song, that's what it takes me straight back to fucking Quinceanera days, dude. When we would all just be fucking. You go, you know, you get partnered up. You're like, damn, I hope the chick I'm partnered up with is cute. I got lucky. Shout out to Vanessa, my cousin Vanessa, dude. Vanessa, if you're listening, you got to come on the podcast too, dude. Come on and talk about some fucking music. I know you know your music shit. My cousin Vanessa had had to be the top. I, I don't know about any other quinceaneras in the world, but I'm going to say hers is in the top three. Vanessa had the top three quinceanera in the world. That was a badass quinceanera. But that's what we lived for back in the day, dude. Quinceaneras. That was the fucking shit. Man, I miss quinceaneras, dude. That's when you're just fucking getting your little fucking 15-year-old boner and your dance partner right there. Trying to grind up against that big-ass dress they were wearing. Dang. Getting hard right now, dude. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, man. Talking about the fucking... Talk about my cousins and my uncles and everybody. Barbecues. Damn, this brings back... This this feel-good music for me right here, dude. I don't listen to this shit to try to be cool, guys. I'm not trying to be like, yeah, I was from Led Zeppelin, dude. Fucking get the lead out. No, dude. This shit reminds me of my fucking familia, eh? Listen to the drums, dude. This reminds me of my family, man. This reminds me of fucking cars being worked on with the fucking barbecue pit smoking with fucking running around my little cousins. Well, not little cousins. I was little too, man. Running around fucking getting scraped up. Fucking making other little cousins fight. Throwing the football. Fucking... Walking to the corner store, fucking running across the street, getting fucking dodging cars, running from dogs. Man, this song reminds me of. I'll never forget this dude. This this fucking memory is like locked in a certain part of my brain. I remember my my uncle was having a barbecue at his house for um, it was like Fourth of July or some shit like that. Maybe New Year's. Might have been New Year's. And uh, he had like a little lake in his in his backyard. He had a lake in his backyard. You know what I mean? Everybody had the lake in there. It was like a big lake running through everybody's backyard. And we were back there. And I just have the memory of fucking all of us back there, dude. Fucking trampoline. Every, like kids jumping on the trampoline and the fucking barbecue. I remember the mailman coming. The fucking mailman went in the backyard and my uncle made him a plate. The fucking mailman sitting there at the table eating barbecue with us and fucking beers going around and of course even in the even in the backyard of this fucking house they were fucking working on it cars always being worked on dude and i remember i had a moment of sitting there eating looking around and seeing seeing everyone laughing and just enjoying themselves eating and drinking and all my little cousins running around and just I remember just fucking having a, even I forget how old I was but I remember just in my head thinking like 
this is awesome. Like, this is the best. Like, nothing better than this. And I miss that shit so much, dude. I mean, those are some of the best times right there. For real. Shout out to all my fucking... Shout out to them, man. They're the... They're the shit. And it's still like that when we get together. I know I don't go over as often as I used to. You know what I mean? And I want to. I do want to. I definitely want to start going more. I don't know why I stopped, man. I really don't. I just got kind of got up and got caught up in my own shit. But you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to break out of that because I miss all those. I, I love all those fucking people. And when, we, when I do go, when we do get back together and I'm there and shit, it's like it's it's exactly like how what I just described. It's the same. They're still working on cars. They're still barbecuing. There's fucking kids running around, man. It's great. I fucking love it. Some of the best times I have is that. Goddamn. Let's move on, dude. I'm about to start fucking... I'm about to crack me open a beer, dude. But it's too late. <laughs> Let's go. I'm like, damn, I'm gonna follow that up with this gay ash. See what I'm doing for y'all? I got this shit on shuffle. I just fucking talked about how awesome my family is. Fucking listening to Led Zeppelin, drinking beers, working on cars, and then this shit plays, dude. But hey, we can't front here on this podcast. This song was hot back then, dude. Come on. 1999, dude. This was around freshman year, right before freshman year. This is when you're like... You know, you're packing your backpack, you're nervous for your first day of high school, and you're like, take a wheel and stare. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I was just trying to be funny there. But yeah, this reminds me of freshman year, dude. Like, this song was fucking everywhere. This song played. I saw them live with my sister, dude. How gay is that? Me and my sister went and saw them live, dude. Yeah, dude, I don't care, dude. You're going to hold that against me? Yeah, dude, this song was everywhere. So, like I said, this isn't, I'm not picking songs that, you know, I loved. This is just a song that reminds me of a certain time also, because it was fucking playing everywhere. This song was everywhere when I was a fucking freshman going into high school. It was kind of like one of those songs where it's like, oh, man, going to high school, this is, uh, this is like another, like, this is uh, one of those phases in life, you know? I was always aware of that shit when I was growing up. It's like, damn, high school, here we go. And this song would be playing every fucking day. So it kind of just reminds me of that fucking time, dude. I don't... Why am I... I feel like I'm defending myself here. Fuck you, dude. Van Morrison. This was around my living death phase. (laughs) Do you know what I mean by that, dude? I think every dude, they're probably, either you're going through it now or you've gone through it, or maybe you're young, you know, and you haven't gone through that yet, but you're going to go through a time of your life where you feel like you're just, it's like, you, it's like you're the living dead, like you don't know where, you don't know where you're going, you don't know where you're going to end up, you don't know what you're doing now, you know what I mean, you're like in the middle of it's weird I mean cause you're not old you're still young but you're not too young and you just kind of feel like you're drifting 
you get you go through a time in your life where you just feel like you're kind of drifting there for a while like you're kind of living dead like like uh there's like nothing's really you don't know what you're doing it's a weird feeling dude maybe i don't do chicks go through this too leave a comment if you go through this if fucking skeezers go through this also if your little bopper ass goes through one of these too but i already went through mine luckily if you haven't gone through yours yet don't worry it's gonna feel like like you're just lost you're gonna feel like you're kind of just drifting in this fucking world you don't know what to do you don't know where life's taking you you don't know if what you're doing is right you kind of it's a weird feeling dude but it goes away everybody has to go through it you'll be okay i'm okay i got through it dude it feels like it lasts forever but it doesn't and this song reminds me of that because I was listening to this stupid shit when I was going through it. When I was going through that dumb, when I was going through that phase, I'm not gonna say dumb because, like I said, everybody has to go through it. Every dude, at least. I don't know if this fucking skeezers go through it, but when I was going through that, I kind of fucking buried myself in finding new music, going to fucking half price books at fucking two in the afternoon on a fucking Tuesday. Just because you got nothing, you know what I mean? You're just fucking drifting, dude. So I would fucking go to Half Price Books and go through their CDs and try to find shit that looked, you know, Half Price Books or Cheapos. And I would just spend a couple hours going through their CDs and trying to find, trying to find shit. And I found this CD and uh, I used to listen to this all the time, dude, during my fucking Living Dead phase. Next one. Man. Great beat, dude. I am a what year was this? Have I said that for every song? Is that getting old? Oh, well. I don't have a good memory, guys. 2012, dude. Man, this reminds me of the uh, basically an honorary host, fucking Eddie. Lot, this dude was huge back when I was living with when I moved in with Eddie. Yeah, this reminds me big time of living over there. Fucking, I think we saw them at ACL, and I used to listen to this fucking album. All, every fucking chick I would talk to, they would be like, "Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite?" Uh, music right now mine's Kendrick Lamar like all oh, cool yeah he is cool right stupid skeezer ass bitch and uh everybody was jamming Kendrick Lamar when when this came out dude it was fucking everywhere this so this this is part of my life was when I was kind of in my prime dude I mean I feel like I'm in my prime now but I mean in my prime of like you know skeezer bopper you know, those those days. It's in my prime, bro. Motherfucking prime. But uh, anyways, that's for... Maybe that'll be cool on Patreon for some of those stories. Shout out to Eddie. What up, dog? What's the motherfucking deal, dog? You know. Damn, this reminds me. I used to torture 
my friends' families with this song. Remember when I described to you the little chubby five foot one, 180 pound little Mexican kid in Jinkos? Remember when I described him? Imagine if you had a kid, if his friend came over, imagine if his friend was a 180 pound, five foot little chubby Mexican kid in Jinkos came in and blasted this on your kid's stereo as loud as he could. Dude, I remember my friend's mom would like, I remember one time I played this, I was a, uh, this kid down the street, he had a CD player out there and they were playing basketball. I mean, back in the day, my street was fucking popping, dude. I mean, shitload of kids out there playing. And uh, one of the new kids, they had moved in and uh, he took his basketball hoop out on the street and he brought his boombox out. Forgot what he was playing. But immediately I was like, okay, let's go take this Great Southern Trend Kill. I fucking put that on, turned it up as loud as I could. And this dude's mom came running out and fucking ripped the CD out and gave it to me and then her, the nicest way possible told me to never put that on again. Because I remember, I mean, come on, just think of like a little fucking 10 year old just coming over and then fucking throwing this on full blast. (laughs) Annoying, dude. I must have been annoying as fuck. But that was kind of when I first started getting it. When I first got into Pantera, it was probably this album. Uh, This dude uh, at Martin, I forgot his fucking name. In seventh grade, he, uh, I remember Pantera before that because maybe I listened to him, but I never got into it. And then this dude in uh, seventh grade had this Great Southern Trend Kill CD, and he let me borrow it. And uh, it was just, just, I mean, that gets that grabs a little, a little fucking kid going through puberty is like, like fucking get the energy out. Like blew my mind when I first heard it, and I used to take it everywhere, and I used to blast it as loud as I could, and. Kids' parents hated me because that was the first thing I would put on when it was time for me to play music. That's what was going. That's what was playing, dude. Next song. See, I had to start this fucking stupid ass YouTube music. Fucking froze on me, and now this song's playing again. Oh, now, now you, now you done fucked up. You know you fucked up now, right? This was my shit. Ask anybody. Ask anybody in my family. Ask them who's who's the number one guy when I was little. They're gonna tell you. They're gonna tell you Lenny motherfucking Kravitz. You know what I'm saying? This dude was so fucking cool when this came out. I would say Lenny Kravitz is the first. This song. This was the first song. That I remember actually loving. This was the first time I heard a song and I was like, this is my song. It was this song. It was usually, you know, I heard music and I was like, you know, it was kind of passing by, like, oh yeah, this sounds cool, cool, cool. But this was the first one I was like, who is this? I need to hear this every day, all the time, and as loud as I could. And my dad is a cool motherfucker. If I ever this song came on, my dad would crank this as loud as he could for me. 
I would go crazy to this dude, jumping on couches, jumping off couches, whatever I could jump on and jump off of, I did. Remember, I would get the broom and fucking smash my bed with it. Damn, good times, dude. Shout out Lenny Kravitz. Let's go to the next song, guys. I told you we're, we're this is gonna be a bad, this is gonna be a good cast, a good long cast for you, because I owe it to you, to the people. Come on now. Every metalhead goes through their Metallica phase, dude. I'm no better than you. I would say my Metallica phase, when it first started, was Ride the Lightning, dude. I got heavy into Ride the Lightning. I borrowed this from my Uncle Richard. My Uncle Richard had the Ride the Lightning CD. Asked him if I could borrow it. He said, you better not fucking scratch it. Of course I didn't. I kept good care of it. And I jammed the shit out of the fucking thing. I picked this song specifically because when I started playing guitar... This was, I used to try to learn this song. I actually did. I learned. There's a part in this song that I actually learned by. I learned all this shit by ear back then. But I learned it. I remember I did it on. Shout out to Eric. I did it on Eric's guitar that he left at the house. And I learned it. I made sure that I could fucking play the shit perfectly before I showed him and Milio. And I remember fucking, as soon as they got home, I ran in the, cause they, we used to, I, I used to, we all used to jam. When I used to play drums, they both would play guitar. I played drums, we would go in the garage and we would fucking jam. We're like a little shitty, little fucking three piece group. We used to go in the garage and jam all the time. When I was like fucking 11 years old and they were like 19, 18, you know, 18, 19, I was like 11, 12. And we would, I would be the drummer, dude. I remember when I started, I started playing guitar too around that time. I started fiddling. I was a little fiddler. And I remember I learned a part in the song. I'll find it later. I learned this. This is what I learned. I learned how to play that perfectly because I didn't want to look like a fucking idiot in front of everybody. And I ran in the garage when they got home and I was like, dude, dude, look, 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 Emilio, Emilio, Eric, look, look, check this out. And I played it flawlessly. And the first thing Eric does is he looks at me and he says, that's cool, Metallica sucks though. Ah, man. But I just spent forever trying to learn this so I could look cool, dude. And yeah, I got shut down, dude. That's what happens sometimes. Sometimes you get shut down. But hey, man, he was 18. He was like 17, 18. He was a little dickhead like we all were. You know what I mean? So I remember, I always remember that. Being like, Fuck, fucking learned it. Here, check this out. Dude, they suck. Damn it. Next song. Dude, and I, I used to show off my... I got to like where I started like buying the Metallica CDs. And I remember I bought all of them. And then I would go around and I would show them off. I would have my, I would always have my fucking CD book with me. You remember the CD books where you like slid your CDs in? I used to always carry mine proudly. And I would show that shit off. And I remember one time, 
I think it was at my cousin Bethel's house. They had like these little white girls living across the street and they came over and I think uh, they, I think my cousin told them I liked heavy metal too. And then this little girl was, this little white chick was like, do you like Metallica? And I was like, do I like, does it look like I like Metallica? And I opened my CD bookcase and I was like, kill them all, ride the lightning, master of puppets. Who are you talking to? I remember I was I was super ADHD and I was and as I was taking the CDs out I was getting more and more hyper and I got to the black album and I like fucking chunked it at the wall and the CD broke in half and I was like why did I do that fucking ADHD is a hell of a drug dude next song oh shit Come on now. Chilling with my broad and you already know. And if you want to reach me, hit me on the download. If I don't call back. Like I said, sophomore year is when I started hanging out with my hood rat friends. I started doing hood rat things with my friends. Yo, this is when we used to go to my dog Joseph's house. He used to walk in. His dad was always home. We used to be like, yes. Yeah, they let us out early. We would go in his room, fucking put towels under the door, smoke the shittiest weed you've ever smoked in your life, fucking get super blood red, fucking bloodshot eyes, and catch the bus back to school like nothing happened, dude. Maybe take your dad's girlfriend's car and then get reported stolen and then get in a wreck and luckily get back to school before the cops find out. Shit like that, dude. I mean, hood rat stuff with your friends. This is Big Hawk, Big H-A-W-K. Who knows about Big Hawk? Come on, man. I'm doing the Harlem Shake right now. Can you hear me? Can you hear the shaking? I'm Harlem Shaking right now. You're lucky this ain't on YouTube. It'll go viral on your bitch ass. Next song. Already played it, see? Already played it, see? Oh man. Remember I said Lenny Kravitz was like that was that was the first dude where the first music where I was like, whoa, who is this? I'm gonna hear it all the time. Turn it up. But this song This is when I first when music the first time music gave me like feelings. I remember being super young hearing this song and it would give me like little <laughs> Oh dude. This song would give me boners when I was little, dude. Like little. Like five, six, like five years old. I remember I would hear this song on the radio and I would be like, what is this? Like, is he talking about girls? He's talking about making love, like girls? And I, it would get me riled up, dude. Dude, I'd be hearing that when I was five, like getting like little little boy boners. It was telling you to music. You just, I love music, dude. Let's switch to the next song, cause I mean I'm sharing a lot here with y'all, man. Oh, remember I was telling y'all about that little stupid ass kid that would always play this song in sixth grade. I get no doubt, I the teacher would let this little bitch ass dude play this song. 
all the fucking time. This was the only song he ever played. I would bring in fucking Rage. I'd bring in Deftones. I would bring in fucking uh, Sepultura. I was trying to bring in shit that they would never let me play. But he could play this. It's because I was Mexican, dude. Fuck this song. Yeah, dude, the cars drive. I picked this song because this is the time in my life when I met my main squeeze. <laughs> What's up, babe? <laughs> yeah, dude, this reminds me of my chick, dude. This is like when I first met my girl. This reminds me of her. Because uh, she would listen to this and I'd be like, damn, this song is cool. I would always hear it, you know, I'd always hear this song on the radio, but I never, it was always nice sounding, but then I guess, you know, when you like, you, you fucking fall in love and you hear it and it's like, man, it just hits you so differently. And uh, it just reminds me of her. Anytime this song comes on, it's like, oh, babe, it's our song. How gay is that, dude? Damn, I shouldn't even share that with y'all. See, this podcast is about sharing. Don't be afraid to share, dude. I'm sharing my, I'm sharing everything with y'all. Would Joe Rogan share? What, what, what does he share with y'all, dude? How to fucking cook elk dick on a fucking Traeger grill? Pumping steroids in your tiny ass balls? Man, fuck with the real G, dude. Anyways, next song. Already played this. Remember when I was when I almost cried about talking about my uncles and my cousins? This song reminds me of them too, dude. This song would always be playing, always. Shout out Steely Dan, dude. Uh, my dad just texted me a couple days ago. See, it's what's awesome too. I hope I can do this. Well, I am gonna do this with my kids in the future. But my dad always texts me music suggestions. Hey, Los, check out this album by so-and-so when you get a chance i really like this song and earlier this week he said hey carlos check out uh countdown to ecstasy by steely dan when you get a chance and i did and it fucking rips dude you know why because every fucking album that he suggested to me rips dude he hasn't missed well maybe he has missed once forgot which album it was i think it was um oh what was it Cinderella, maybe. Anyways, next song. Didn't I just tell you this was about sharing? But this isn't about me. You can't say NSYNC. If you're my age, dude, you can't say NSYNC and Backstreet Boys wasn't everywhere back then. You know what I mean? But the reason I picked this, you know what's hilarious too, dude? Uh, anytime I hear this song, it reminds me of my cousin Alex that I talked about. Shout out Alex, shout out Alejandro, what up, dog? I remember one time I went over to his house, and he was listening to this song. He had the CD, and I remember busting his balls about it. I said, "Dude, this is 
You're listening to the Backstreet Boys, dude? This is so fucking gay. You're gay, dude. But he had the best defense. He had the best defense, dude. I never thought about it this way. His defense was, he goes, dude, they're singing about getting girls. How is that gay? They're singing about getting chicks and making out with chicks. And they're singing about girls. How is that gay? That's not gay. They're singing about getting girls. Nothing. They're not singing about getting guys. They're singing about getting chicks. That's not gay. And I was like, damn, dude, that's a great defense. That is a great defense. They're still gay, but that's a great defense. It is. They are singing about chicks. You got to give them that. But it's still gay, dude. I just wanted to tell that story. That's why I picked that song. Oh, this reminds me of Martin right here. Martin Middle School. What up to all my eagles right here, dog? reminds me of my dad big time me and my dad would jam the fuck out of this song when he used to take me to school in the mornings anytime the song came on my dad would crank the fuck out of it my dad loved this song he still does every time the song comes on he still cranks it We used to drive to fucking Martin in the mornings. Uh, to get to Martin, the way we came from 35, you used to have to go under the bridge. You, well, you used to have to go under the overpass of 35 right there on, on uh, Town Lake. And it, we would go super fucking early because my dad had to be to work early. So we would like leave early and we would always stop there. He had some fishing rods and we would be out there and we'd just fish until it was time to drop me off at school. And I remember like, being embarrassed like fuck my fucking my fucking friends are gonna pass through here and see me out here fishing with my dad but you know of course you think like that when you're fucking what 11 12 but you know now you're now i'm older and i'm like man that's fucking badass dude my dad would take me fishing right before school and blast fucking blur on the way there it's fucking sick dude you wish you could be a dad like that next song this song instantly takes me back to band room of sixth grade, dude. I can smell the fucking piss on the carpets. This song just gets me in a good mood all the time, dude. This song makes me happy, dude. It should make you happy, too. This is a happy song. When I, when I first went to Matthews, when I went to Matthews, you had to be in band. Sixth grade, you had to be in band. And uh, I played drums. So right away, I was like, I'm going to be in drums. And at the time, it was cool because you could actually compete. Like we had, um, we had competitions and, you know, you would get, you would get competitions and you would get, you know, that's how you'd get first chair or second chair and if you were first chair you were the shit and I remember when I got there like I said I was a new kid the drummer was this little white kid and he sucked I remember the first my first day 
and I remember since I was new, I just had to hit the symbols. That's that was that's what I had to do. I was like, and then the teacher was like, "Don't worry, we have um, at the end of the month we have our little we have our little uh, competition shit, and you have your chance to move up." And I was fucking chomping at the fucking bit for the end of the month. I was like, "This kid sucks." Even during practice, I would tell him he sucks. I was a dickhead when I was little. I was I had super. I was hyper as fuck. I didn't have a filter. I don't know what changed, but I I was an absolute dickhead when I was that age. And I would make this kid cry. I would tell him during practice, I was like, you suck. You suck. I'd be like, you're ugly and you suck. I would just be mean. Like, <laughs> I think about it, dude. I'm like, that's fucking mean, dude. Like, I should have been punched in the face. But I used to tell this kid that he sucked. I was like, dude, you suck at drums. Like... You're not keeping rhythm, dude. You're not on beat. What are you doing? It's like it sucks because of you. And then finally, when it got time to fucking do the competition, I blew this kid out of the water. And I was like, "Now you hit the cymbals, motherfucker. I'm playing the fucking drums." And I'm not gonna lie, dude. I fucking killed it. I killed the fucking drums. I remember being in band playing this shit. And my teacher. Dude, I'm not trying to brag. I'm not trying to toot my fucking horn here, dude. But I fucking ripped it, bruh. I fucking killed the drums, dude. My even the fucking teacher would like pull me aside and be like, "Dude, you want to do a drum solo?" It's like, <laughs> yes. Does a bird want to fly, dude? Let me fly. Let me fly, dude. And I remember we had a fucking big concert at the end. It was it was like the mid year. What's that called? When it's the middle of the year midterms it was like kind of midterms but it wasn't midterms we just had like a big middle of the year concert before um christmas break and we played outside dude and i forget which song i want to maybe it was this song and in the middle of the song i hit it was my fucking time to shine dude and i fucking went straight animal on the drums killed it got an applause carried into the song again like nothing happened god those were the fucking days dude I need to start playing drums again, man. They're just too fucking loud. Somebody buy me electric drums. Next song. I already played it. This song reminds me of my chick, too. We used to jam the fuck out of David Bowie when we used to get drunk and do things. <laughs> Little known fact Stevie Ray Vaughan, local Austin legend plays guitar on this album this song is shit dude we always used to laugh at this part let me see if we can find it let me try to find it for y'all there we go Oh man, this song reminds me of my chick so much. We used to jam the fuck out of this. Here we go. <laughs> he wasn't playing with that note, boy. Yeah, I used to crack up my girl with that. I used to be like, 
whenever we would be hanging out, I'd be like, you tremble like a flower. <gasps> Next song. Oh, this reminds me of Taylor, Texas. Why? Because I thought I was cool because I had the CD. I would go visit my cousin Taylor. This was when Taylor was still a little small, little rink-a-dink piece of crap. They're blowing up now. So I would go hang out with my cousin, and then one time we went with uh, we went on we went to go visit his dad's side of the family, and I had never met them before. And we went, and uh, we're all we're all little kids, and we're all playing. And I remember I had the CD, and I was playing it on my CD player, and I remember all the kids being like, "You have the Black Street CD," and I was like. Yeah, you know, Black Street, you know, they're my favorite group. And I remember Black, we put it on the stereo and we we're blasting it. They're like, oh, it's so cool you have the CD. And I was like, you know, that's what we do down in, the, down in the ATX. You know, I know what y'all Taylor kids listen to, but motherfuckers, no diggity, you know what I'm saying? That's what this song, this song always reminds me of Taylor. Shout out to Jonathan. What up, dude? I don't know if you listen. I haven't gotten in contact with you in a while, bro. Come on the con-, con. I can't talk. Come on the podcast, dude. Next song. I told y'all we had a lot of songs, didn't I tell y'all? This reminds me of when I. Got into my Beatles phase. Yes, I had a Beatles phase. I used to hate the Beatles, dude. I did not like the Beatles. I don't know why. Maybe because my dad, that's my dad's number one. My dad's number one group is the Beatles. He used to play them all the time. Maybe it's just because I was, you know, you're young. You don't want to like what your parents like. Whatever your, whatever the old people like isn't cool. So I remember not, never liking the Beatles, but then... Eventually, you know, after hearing it more and more and more, I was like, oh, yeah, it's catchy. And, you know, I would catch myself nodding my head to it. And I remember my dad, he told me, you're going to listen to the Beatles. If you want to get into the Beatles, start off with Rubber Soul. Start with the Rubber Soul album. That'll be a good intro for you for the Beatles. And GD, he was right. And Rubber Soul by the Beatles reminds me of that time when I was, when I got into the Beatles. Now I love the Beatles. I mean, they are, they do get a lot of hype, you know what I mean? But it's well deserved, dude. They had the fucking hits. They knew what the fuck they were doing. Shout out to the Beatles. Listen to, if you haven't ever gotten to the Beatles, and maybe you're thinking about checking them out, maybe you want to check them out, maybe you're, you don't got nothing else to do, you're trying to find new shit to listen to. Throw on Rubber Show. It's catchy, but it's not too catchy. It's not corny. It's good, dude. It's good. Next song. See, it's another Frank Zappa one. Because, I, like I said, this was supposed to be two weeks ago. I didn't know I already had a Frank Zappa song on here. So we'll skip this one. We're not against rap. Oh, shit. This was one of the first music videos I've ever seen. Remember what I said earlier about Bone Thugs, how it just makes me want to rap along to it? Don't be surprised if I break into a fucking 
rapping, okay? I'm just warning you now. But I remember seeing this music video when there's like their slow motion running from the cops. Break through the big fence and they're standing like in this fucking junkyard rapping and shit. I was like, who the fuck? This is fucking cool. Shit was... I remember seeing this and be like, damn, this is this is another level. Never knew no competition. Let me hear you holler. Not about that mighty dollar. Roll with the bum of ducks to follow. Chain gang remain. See, you getting me started. You're getting me on my shit now. I better slow down. Better slow down. I almost put my lokes on. I almost put my lokes on right now, dude. Yeah, this reminds me. How old was I? When did this come out? Let's see. Buster, you know me as a hustler. 94, I was 8. Dude, this song was so fucking hot in elementary school, dude. This is what we were listening to in elementary school. You gotta be down to bang bang. Yeah, a little, imagine a little 8 year old, little dumbass, dark, dark fucking Mexican kid rapping this. This is what we're listening to in elementary, dude. What are the kids in elementary school listening to now? Tell me. Come on now, we're listening to this shit in elementary, dude. Step your shit up. Next song. This isn't the fucking song I wanted, dude. What the fuck? Let me pick up the song that I was actually wanting. There we go. Fuck this song. I can smell fucking Martin Middle School. I can smell the hallways when I hear this. Fucking sixth, seventh grade. It was a lot of a lot of this album. This album, man, this album had a fucking huge impact on me at that age, dude. I remember it was my birthday. I'm gonna say it again, but when did this come out? (laughs) I've said that a hundred times, dude. This came out in '91, so. I didn't get this CD when I was five. That'd be crazy. I'd be a heroin addict if that was the case. I I remember Milio bought this for me. I want to say when I was in sixth grade, so probably when I was 10 also. Milio, I remember it was my birthday. So back in those days for my birthday, we would always go to Schlitterbahn every fucking year. And I I would be allowed to bring my group of friends. My mom and dad would pay for everything. And I remember the night before we were going to go, we were chilling in the room playing probably Metal Gear Solid or Time Crisis. Remember Time Crisis, dude? I had the fucking gun. I had the gun with the little pedal you step on your foot. Damn, the game was a shit. But I remember sitting in the, I was in the room with my friends. We were playing the game. Emilio opened the door and he fucking just threw this CD on my bed. He was like, here you go. Happy birthday. Close the door. And I remember being like, whoa. I put it in right away. 
I don't know if he knew that that was the perfect CD to give me at that time. I think I've said this before. If you have a sibling or a family member who it's that age right before right before the teenage years, I would say maybe between 10 to 13. Maybe 10 to 12, 10 to 13 the latest. Give them this album. Give them this album. Let them listen to this. For me, dude, I hear this song and I'm instantly walking around Martin. It's weird how music can do that for you. I used to jam the fuck out of this CD, dude. And I remember being 10 years old and driving to Taylor with my... We used to go to Taylor every fucking weekend and it always felt like the longest fucking drive. Now I basically do that drive every day. It's like nothing... But for some reason, when you're little, those drives seem like forever. And I remember having my fucking CD player and I would, I would have this on with my headphones. And I would tell, dude, did I already tell y'all this is about sharing? I would fucking tell my parents to turn the radio down. I would like turn the radio down and I would basically like sing, like sing the entire album out loud. And dude, there was fucking lyrics in this fucking CD that I had I didn't know what the fuck the dude was talking about. But I was seeing it and my parents there they would be they would just they would be laughing and I'd be like because you know the CD had the lyrics in it. I didn't know what the fuck this dude was singing about, but I would be back there singing and my and they let me. And I'm let me see, what's some of the lyrics on one on some of these songs? Hmm. Let's see. Maybe not this one. Maybe suck my kiss. I mean, I would be in the back seat sing, like singing Suck My Kiss as loud as I could. Talking about... <laughs> it's just weird, dude. I was 10 years old in the back seat just like going hard on some Suck My Kiss acapella style. And then I would, I would do fucking... Um... Dude, I would do Sir Psycho Sexy in front of my parents. I would fucking... Acapella this song at 10 years old. Listen to this shit. And I tried to sing this shit just like this. Imagine some little fat Mexican kid in your backseat singing this. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this. I used to, dude, this is embarrassing, dude. I didn't know what the fuck semen was. I thought it was just a word that rhymed.
creamy beaver hotter than a fever? Dude, why didn't my parents stop me? What the hell? Dude, crazy. I'm gonna change this shit. How funny is that though, dude? I used to acapella creamy beaver in front of my parents at 10 years old. Already played it. Already played it. The motherfucking boss, y'all. This song, cause this is my remember how my dad is a huge Beatles fan? Huge, number one. This is my mom's number one right here. That's why I picked it. I'm gonna sing this for y'all. You just gotta stick your jaw out as far as you can and, and squeeze your eyes as hard as you But this song does go whore. Here we go. It's building. But I like to sing my blue collar stuff. Yes. I never worked a hard working job in my life, but I think that I can sing and I'm tough. But I can't hate on the guy. He's, they call him the boss for a reason. Dude, my parents were going to name me Bruce, dude. Imagine that. It was out of, it was either going to be Carlos or Bruce. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. They they chose Carlos. Thank you. Imagine if my name was Bruce. Holy shit. That could have took me down a completely different life path. You don't get the name Bruce and, and live a normal life, dude. Next song. Already played it. Already played it. Already, dude. Uh-oh. We might be done, guys. Let me let me double check. Let me check. Let me see. If there's all oh shit, we're not done. I lied to y'all. This is the first heavy metal song I ever heard. Like actual heavy metal. First time I ever heard double bass right here. Sorry, I'm air drumming. First time I ever heard this is the first time I ever heard anything heavy like this. Forget how old I was, but I remember I was in Christelle's room and Emilio brought this in and put this on the on the radio on the stereo. And I was like, holy shit, are those drums? What the fuck? I didn't know you could do that. Sepultura, Propaganda, first time I ever heard double bass. As soon as I heard this, I was like, Hey, Dad, I need a double bass drum. 
please. And he got me a double bass drum, and I never learned how to double bass that fast. I still can't. Sorry, Pop. Fuck yeah. Next song. Put that fucking LA style up in your head right now. That LA hair gel. That fucking neon blue one. See, this is a, like I said, man, this is about sharing people. Sharing. I remember being. When did this come out? <laughs> I want to say 90s. This this came out in 1990, dude. See if I'm right. 1990. Dude, I know my NKB, okay? New Kids on the Block, NKB, in case you didn't know. This was hot when I was four, dude. I remember this song. I remember wanting to be in the New Kids on the Block. I wanted to be... I used to make my sister and my mom comb my hair like the dude. And I'm not going to say... I'm not going to... Okay, I'll admit it. I wanted my hair to be like Jordan. Okay, then I tell you this about sharing. I'm not ashamed, dude. I was four years old, dude. This all the like I like my cousin said. They're singing about chicks. They're singing about getting girls, dude. There's nothing wrong with that. Girl. You can't tell me this isn't heat right here. Come on, that was hot, dude. This was the first, um, damn, so that means Lenny Kravitz isn't the first time. I was four years old, dude. I was impressionable, and this was hot back then, dude. I was cute, dude. Fuck you. Next song. Let's see. Play that, play that. Oh, shit. Oh shit. This song right here, this is also this is also 6th grade. Come on with the jinkos. With the jinkos. A dream of juice. Dark hallway. Congratulations! 311 was the coolest fucking band when this shit came out. They were the coolest fucking band, dude. At least for, you know, my age group. Dude, these were just some cool motherfuckers back then when this came out. I remember I found this CD, Emilio had this CD when it came out, and uh, when I used to go through his CDs, I remember seeing this and I was like, that looks cool, putting it on, hearing this one was like, holy shit, like, damn, can't describe it, dude, in words, what year was this? Yeah, I was 10, dude, 6th grade. 
This is Incubus before Incubus, dude. Damn, sixth grade was a good fucking year, dude. Sixth grade, bro. That was the shit. Shout out to Matthews. I got my first girlfriend in sixth grade. What up, Sandy? What's up? Shit. How you doing now? You know, <laughs> what you do? Joking. I'm joking, guys. But I did get my first girlfriend in sixth grade. Got a little tongue, kids. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anyways, you know what I'm saying? This ain't about that. We're going on two hours, guys. I told you we're on Joe Rogan level. Fuck with me. Solo cast is alive. We're live. You're live. Next song. I mean, come on. If this didn't play at a fucking Quintanetta you were at, you weren't at a you weren't at a Quintanetta, dude. You weren't. You just you didn't go to one. And it just reminds me of my fucking uncles, that that side of the family. This is, this song always ended up playing. Before you left, you you heard this song. I think this is a staple in any Mexican's family. If you're if you're if you're puro Latino, puro Mexicano, puro Chicano, you you pinche play some puro 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 Santana. You put on some pinches Santana on your radio and you play it on the airwaves, eh? And you drink some fucking Bud Heavies. And you have a cigarette, maybe some, maybe some, uh, Mota, eh? Maybe you cry a little bit, eh? Maybe because you miss her. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you got a little canalismo left anyway. Just a little canalismo. Did I mention that I had some supplements earlier? I'm still here with y'all guys, don't worry. Listen to that though. It's hitting me different right now. Shout out Santana, man. He don't get the fucking love he deserves. He doesn't. I know he's like a legend, but people don't understand how... This dude is like in every Mexican household for real. Uh, speaking of that time, you know, before high school, that little program, this song was huge. Then all the kids, I was listening to Deftones and, you know, shit like that. But the other kids, they were listening to this. Slop on my knob. Like corn on the cob. Check in with me. Skeezer. And do your job. Bopper. Lay on the bed and give me head. Don't have to ask. That's what 12 year olds and 13 year olds were listening to back in my day. Smelled like mush. Come on, man. Yeah, this song was. The year before high school or the summer before high school, this song, Three Six Mobios, was, was they were really popping back then, dude. They and they had a big run in high school with the stay fly and all that shit. And then stay high. I think it was was it stay high? It was probably stay high. Yeah, dude. This song reminds me of big time of that that outreach program. 
What else we got? Again, Martin. This song was so huge in middle in middle school, dude. System of a Down was probably the band of middle school years. Middle school years, what band is there? It's System of a Down. They ruled my middle school years. They were the kings of my middle school years. They fucking blew up, dude. Crazy. Again, when my dad used to take me to school, it was Blur, song number two, and it was this song. Blasted. Yeah, dude. That's the shit. If you're my age, dude, all these, you should relate to all these songs. This should also be kind of your soundtrack because this is all in that, this is all in that time period, dude. I did Trump hands when I did, man, if I should have had a camera on me, I was huge, huge. Let's see what else we got. Oh, man, this is a, uh, High school days too, dude. I went through. I went through a big dipset phase in high school. Let's go. Ask You. This song was big in high school, dude. Dipset was the shit in high school. Go on YouTube, look up Dipset Freestyle in the Basement. Do you remember the basement, dude? On fucking BET when they had 106 in Park and all that shit and they had Rap City. Remember Rap City, dude? And they had the freestyles in the fucking basement. Look up the Dipset Freestyle in the basement. It's badass. They fucking had the their fucking New York Harlem attitude was a shit back then, dude. They used to jam the fuck out of this. Um, dude, I need to, I got my old phone. I'm going to, I need to charge it. My old, old Android phone. Uh, me and my cousin, Jonathan, the one from Taylor, we recorded a rap song, dude. We were going to do a, like a dip set kind of, uh, dip set style rap group where we just, we just like, we rapped over dip set beats in the same style as dip set, but just kind of doing it funny, kind of like comedy rap. We recorded a whole song, dude. I need to. I'm gonna charge that phone and play it on here next time. Maybe I'll do it as an intro. It's fucking hilarious. It's embarrassing as fuck. Yes, but hey, like I said, we're sharing, dude. We're sharing. Dipset was a shit in high school, dude. Used to jam the fuck. I still do jam this. I'm not even gonna lie. Who else we got? Hmm, I'm gonna skip some of these because I mean there's really no need to play them. I've already played Hmm Again sophomore year when I was doing hood rat things with my friends Oh 
I mean, come on. If you were in high school during this, you know this. If you were in high school when this came out, you know this song. It don't matter what kind of music you listen to. You knew that you know this song. We used to go to the fucking McDonald's up the street from the high school. Go where the trash can, big trash bins were, and fucking pass around a blunt. The worst road blunt you've ever seen. Fucking slobbered all over and shit. You remember that shit? Shout out to Big Mo. That reminds me, this song, that just, it just reminds me of sophomore year, dude. Damn crew. That boy, you know he got sleep apnea. You know, you just listen to him. He got sleep apnea. I think if you got sleep apnea, you're a good singer. Hmm. Hmm. Is that true? Leave in the comments if you got sleep apnea. Tell me, let me know if you're a good singer. Let's see. What else I got here? Again, this, remember I talked about the living death? The song, this was big time in my living dead era. Well, this was kind of towards the end of that era. Around, this was kind of when I started, when that whole floating, not really know what's going, where my life is going. This one that was kind of coming to an end. And I kind of ran into a new group of people. Like a new group of yeah, just you just happen to meet. You know, you're out, you're you're lost, you're kind of floating around. And you just end up meeting people, and this is this is around that time when I met some new people, and that was a good four, three, four years of my life where, you know, you meet new people, and then they meet, they introduce you to new people, and you just do you know new shit. You go out, you. It was fun, dude. Those, you know what? This song actually, when I think about it now, it reminds me of some good times. This is one out. A lot of time on the south side. Just, yeah, dude. I'm maybe on the Patreon. We'll get into that. Good times, dude. Good song. Good song. This reminds me of just sleeping on floors, sleeping on people's couches, just. Floating, I was still floating around, but I was floating around at other people's houses. You know what I mean? Let's see. Hmm. Dude, I think we did it. What can I pick for now, though? I didn't. I never really got around to picking songs for now. Well, peaceful, easy feeling. It's kind of where I'm at now. Uh, let me see if I can find another song for now. Here you go. We're going to end this with the song. So, one of the biggest, not even one of the biggest, the biggest thing that's happened in my life so far. When I had my baby, when I had my baby girl, that that's one of those moments where it doesn't hit you until... It happens. You know, yeah, you go through the whole period of your chick being pregnant. It's like, yeah, we're going to have a kid. It 
doesn't really hit you. It's like, oh, cool, we're going to have a kid. Even And then even when the kid is born, it's still kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's just from being in the hospital and, you know, you're kind of you're not sleeping, you know, kind of being up and you have the kid and it's this whole thing and doesn't really hit you still until it's time to take the kid, the baby home. And you're like, holy shit. It's the ultimate pet, dude. I've said it before and my girl hates it when I say that. Having a baby, that's that's the you haven't that's the ultimate pet. You have the ultimate pet. You really got to make sure you feed this thing, and it doesn't die. And it's a crazy realization, dude. Where you're like, holy shit, I gotta make sure I don't ruin this person's life. Like, there's there's something you brought into this world that you need to make sure you don't. You need to watch. You need to raise this little thing and not put any of your shit on it. You need to make sure you mold this baby to having a good life. And you got to be real. And it's kind of like you realize that, dude. You realize it and it hits you like, holy shit. Not only do I have to make sure you don't die. I have to make sure I raise you good. That's a, And I think if a lot of more... A lot of parents do. I'm not saying they don't, but a lot of parents also don't raise their kids good, dude. That's why, I mean, you want peace and you want a a fucking nice world out there, dude. Raise your fucking kid. Give your kid a good life. Don't put any of your negative insecurities and all your bullshit on your kid. Just give that kid a good life, man. Don't, Don't put on them any of the negative shit you have about yourself, dude. And when, and then, hey, so I'm going to end this on a song that reminds me of my kid. When I found out we were going to have a kid, I got super gay about it. <laughs> and by that, I mean, I was, you know, daydreaming about, you know, oh, I'm going to play this song for her when she's going to sleep. And, and, and then, you know, when she's taking a nap, I'm going to play this song. And then when I'm playing with her, I'm going to play this song. And then. When she grows up, you know, I'm going to leave a list of songs for her to listen to. And I do have a list of songs. I do. I have a playlist that I want to give to her when she gets older. Hey, here's some songs. Check these. I'm going to do the same thing with her that my dad did with me. You're going to sit down with me. I'm going to call you into the living room. You're going to listen to this with me. Whether you like it or not, you're going to sit here and listen to it. And this is one of the songs that I would daydream when when we when we didn't have her yet, where she was, you know, she was still in the belly, and I would daydream about holding her and putting her to sleep with this song playing. So we're gonna end this on a heart touching note here. I would daydream about holding my baby girl, listening to this song. And guys, it's been fun. Hope y'all enjoyed this solo cast. We'll be back next week with your regular scheduled program with me and Emilio. We'll be back. We'll be back on YouTube. Shout out to my baby girl. This goes out to you. Shout out to y'all. This goes out to y'all. Hopefully y'all enjoyed this. Hopefully y'all share it. Y'all listen to the whole thing. I'm trying to buy time because I lost the fucking song like a fucking idiot. God damn it. Let me 
I gotta type it in now. I'm such a fucking retard. Damn it. I did I said all that shit and then I lost the fucking song. Okay. Subscribe, like our shit, follow us, share it with your friends. That's the biggest thing you can do is just share it. Just share it, man. I just got a notification on my ring saying strange activity, a strange vehicle pulled up in my driveway and left there. I'm going to read it for y'all. Who got, who's got ring cameras out here? Let me know. Strange vehicle pulled up in my driveway and left their headlights on so I couldn't see the license plate. And then a strange guy came from the side of my house wandering in my front yard. Not sure he's the driver of the vehicle or if he is the driver. Please be careful out there. I don't like these fucking ring lights. These ring doorbells, dude. They're, they fucking kill your phone because it's always going off. Anyways. Back to the subject. This goes out to my baby girl. That's another thing, dude. I think about my daughter listening to these podcasts when she gets older because they're at, these are going to be out there, man. They're out. They're out on the internet. Internet's going to be around forever. So when my little girl gets older, I'm gone. She can listen to these and hear how retarded her dad was. Hey, man, don't judge me, baby girl. What the hell's wrong with you? love you here's a song that i used to daydream about and it's a daydream about rocking you to sleep to this and guess what i did rock you to sleep to this later everyone i'm gonna leave y'all with this see y'all next week i'll let you boy Think about your kid when you hear this.